Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive, outright massive show in store for you here tonight. We will recap LSU baseball as they lost two of three to Auburn. Bats didn't get going. Pitching was a little bit. Pitching was a little bit suspect. However, I do have a little nugget for you to where maybe things weren't as bad as some believed that they were. Everybody said that the bullpen performed very bad. They did. Not going to lie. But I got a little nugget for you that you might just like that shows the progression of LSU baseball we will talk about that here tonight and recap that, uh, that series. Also, Matt Trent joins us at 7.50 to recap that. BK wants more. BK, have it your way. Transfer portal. <laughs> Brian Kelly wants more depth. As Trey Amos was on campus this weekend, we'll talk about some of the key pieces that Brian Kelly is trying to add here uh, in the in, within the last month, 
before can or before the summer starts for workouts in June. Also, Carter the Power Bryant joins us like he does every Monday at 7:30. We will talk about Trey Amos and other things with him and some football. And then at the end of the show, we'll go around your SEC uh, to round it out. So massive show like we do every Monday night here. Let's get to a couple comments before we get rolling. Rob Boudreaux says, not sure what's worse, panic of loss or the panic or over dusting your crawfish. I would put crawfish number one for me of the panic meter. Crawfish number one. Um, everybody panicking number two, and then maybe I don't know. Maybe baseball three, maybe the bullpen three. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Roderick Duga, first cousins with Gavin Duga, says BK cutting up ball. He is. We're going to talk about that for sure. Andrew on Facebook says LSU women's basketball is now a hot ticket item. Going to be a lot of packed games. Very true. Very, very, very true. Yeah, I see that he's back. He's back like Texas. Uh, Stephen Fry giving some line laughing face emojis. Good to have our good friends over uh, from the Fry Construction Group joining us here tonight Holden Lee says I agree with you Blake I still think offense deserves the blame also I believe that they deserve some blame not all the blame Uh, a lot of people just blaming the pitching but offense was a big struggle too yeah look we'll we'll get into this we're not going to stay long on these comments tonight because we got so much we need to get into Uh, but yeah I mean a lot of things went bad here tonight but I do think that there's one big nugget from this weekend that we're going to take away that maybe will make you a little bit at ease. A little bit at ease. So we'll touch on that. All right, so everybody, let's get started. Let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're listening to us on Facebook, you guys have continued to kill it for us. Like, share, notification bell, share those groups, share your own social media pages. All of you on YouTube, man, thank you so much for subscribing. We're coming up so close to our 700th episode in about a week we will hit episode 700 so looking forward to that man you guys are just doing so much for us we greatly appreciate that we have a couple of videos that went over the 20k mark uh it's been fantastic so you're watching it don't forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bell wherever you listen to us on podcast rate review and uh subscribe if you're listening to us on TuneIn app xm radio wherever you listen to podcasts Rate, review, subscribe as well. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. Take a breath. Woo-sa. It's baseball. It's going to happen. We talk about it soon. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join 
and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V, 5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Vardo and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. Okay. I know what you're thinking. You're mad. You're upset. Blake, we just lost the series to Auburn. I get it. I'm with you. I don't like to lose either. Neither does Jay Johnson. Neither does Dylan Cruz. Neither does Tommy White. Neither does Paul Skeens. Here's the truth. Okay? You won the game Saturday because Friday night, and we've talked about this because we did the postgame on Friday. You cannot, you cannot go away from that game on Friday and say that Paul Skeens is not the best guy on the bump in the country. He is. Look, Auburn is not a slouch of a team. Guys, they're making it into the tournament. They are making it into the tournament. They are more than likely going to get to those 13 to 14 wins they will get in the tournament. No question about that. No question whatsoever. Auburn is more than likely going to get in. They're a good team. They've been hot. They've won their last three SEC series. I know that the pitching was very, very, very bad at times this weekend. Everything underperformed. Everything. Every aspect. You know, when you start off game one and Trey Morgan hits what would be the only inning this weekend that you scored more than one run in an inning, when Trey Morgan hits that home run in the top of the first, you're thinking to yourself, Oh, it's lit. We about to run this thing up on Auburn. Here come the Tigers in purple and gold. But what you cannot have happen, and look, I was I was open to and even said on Friday that I really liked that LSU had a game where they won three to nothing. They had a low scoring game and LSU was able to come out and get that victory. I like that because you're going to have to have that when you get into postseason play. Here's the problem, though, for me on Saturday and Sunday. You cannot leave runners on base. You can't leave 14 guys on base on Saturday and think that you can win. I don't give two Rudy Poos what happened with Jordan. I don't give two Rudy Poos what happened with Ty Floyd. I don't give two Rudy Poos what happened. With the bullpen, you have been a team that has legitimately 
outscored and outhit everybody. Now, you're going to have times when you're not able to do that. It happened this weekend. But when you have the bases loaded twice in three innings, you can't go away without getting only one run. It cannot happen. This is what changed the weekend no matter how you want to slice it or how you want to dice it. This was the series. Ty Floyd was freaking incredible. Through four innings, Ty Floyd was freaking incredible. You want to listen to what Ty Floyd did? Bottom one. Fly out, bunt single, K, K. He struck out Pierce on a slider. He struck out McMurray, who was literally batting average home runs and RBIs, literally the hottest hitting SEC guy within the last, let's just call it, 21 days was hitting over 400, had nine home runs, and had over 40 RBI. Ty Floyd would come into the bottom of the second. He would strike out the side. Ware, who has 20 home runs on the season, he would strike him out on the fastball. Foster would go down on a slider, and then he would get his third strikeout of the inning on another breaking pitch. Here comes the third. Guess what Ty Floyd did again? Slider, K, slider, K. Pop-up in the right field when Ty Floyd got squeezed, which should have been his eighth strikeout of that inning. The wheels came off in the fourth. Why? Ty Floyd walks off the leadoff batter, got squeezed, and somebody, we don't even really know who, we know it's Coach Jordan that got tossed, but as Jay Johnson said today, Coach Jordan doesn't have a mean body in his soul to get thrown out any damn way. The dude was mad because Jay, let's call it what it is, was arguing balls and strikes like he should have. Wheels came off. And then from there, you go into Sunday, and God bless his soul. God bless him. Sunday was one of the worst LSU baseball pitching performances I've ever seen. This is how you'd start off the first. Walk, walk. Walk, single, walk, 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 single. Gidger comes in and gets a strikeout. Gets a fielder's choice. And then his second strikeout of the day. I'm going to give you a little nugget here. I know a lot of people have said that the bullpen was bad this weekend, and I agree. I cannot argue that point. But this is from Jason Armstrong. I don't know Jason Armstrong, but he did the math. Riley Cooper, Gavin Gidry, Thatcher Hurd, and Nate Ackenhausen this weekend combined for 10, point, 10 and a third innings pitch, eight hits, two unearned, two earned runs, Three base on balls, two of those were from Gavin Gidry, I might add, and six strikeouts, which equals an ERA of this weekend at 1.74. Let me read that again. Let me read that again. Cooper, Gidry, Hurd, and Ackenhausen combined this weekend for LSU for 10 and a third innings pitch, eight hits, two earned runs, three base on balls, 12 Ks, Gavin Gidry gave you two two of those three walks, one of them that scored a run when the bases were loaded. 
The bullpen has been bad. I can't deny that. Dutton, uh, uh, Collins, uh, uh, even Cooper has done some things that are not impressive at times. But you had guys that came out of the bullpen that weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. Now, Sunday, you got run ruled, and Griffin Herring didn't look good. He gave up two walks back-to-back, two RBI walks. But Gavin Gidry came in and shoved. He came in and shoved. Cooper would come in, and this is how the fourth inning would work on Sunday, and something that I haven't seen anybody talk about. Guys, Tommy Tanks had an error at third base. Trey Morgan missed a pop fly in left center field. And then Jared Jones would have a ball hit off his glove and then hit his chest. Do you want to know how many runs that produced? Even though you were down seven to one? Five total. Five total. You got to clean up the sloppiness. I know the bullpen's bad, but I tweeted this out yesterday. In 1997, LSU would win the World Series. Now, I know that you're, what your pushback's going to be. I know what your pushback's going to be on this. Blake, that's a 1997. Guys, baseball, really? And truthfully, was a little bit tougher in 1997 when you had guys that hit 40, 30, 25 home runs on a consistent basis. LSU would lose a series to Alabama. They'd play Alabama a week later, they'd lose again. They'd play Alabama for the national title, and they'd win. Guys, this is baseball. This is baseball. It's going to happen. What's crazy to me is this also. You literally, it, 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 what's so wild is less than a year ago, less than a year ago, Ole Miss would be the 64 team in, the 64th team in, and they win the whole thing. You can't do it. You're more than likely, if you haven't kind of already sealed it somewhat, because I think you're going to win against Mississippi State, I think you're going to win against Georgia, you're going to be one of the top eight teams. Oh, Blake, they're not number one. Who gives a flying rat's manure butthine because we can't curse because we're on TV? Who gives a flying Rudy Pooh that you're not number one? I don't care. Wake Forest lost to Boston College this weekend. They got moved up. Good for them. Good for them. Glad for you. Guys, you still have a really good baseball team. I don't know if I'm hitting the panic button on this bullpen. You're getting later in the season. But now you've seen what happens when you have Dylan Cruz and Tommy Tanks coming up to the plate with the bases loaded and you only get a run. By the way, when you had bases loaded on both of those, there was only one out. Only one out. You cannot let that happen. You know what's the last thing? We'll get to a couple comments before we move to football. Going back to Sunday very quickly. I would rather LSU get run ruled 
by getting absolutely rocked. I would rather Auburn have come out and hit the dog shizy out of the baseball and they beat you. Hey, man, it's their day. They look great. Sounds cute. Good on them. Versus having to walk, 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 RBI single, walk, 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 RBI single. It took a true freshman and Gavin Gidry to have to come in and save your rear end in the top of the first. Christian Little cannot be in your rotation. And as much as I hate it for the young man, as much as I absolutely hate it for him, he's not good enough right now. He just isn't. I know what some of you are going to say. Blake, Trey Morgan, put Trey Morgan back at first. Trey Morgan does not save you from that many walks. And Jared Jones, I get, had the error. That does not save you this weekend. It just doesn't. If you're going to be the best hitting team in the country, you got to go out there and do it because you have a lot of young guys in that bullpen who are not ready. What? This is the last time. And the only reason we're doing this is because it's your birthday week. Tell them. Whose birthday is it? Me. How old are you going to be? Three. You're not going to be three. Mm. One, two, Two, three. three, Four, five, six. No, you're not going to be that old. You're only showing this many. Three. Four. Four. Get out of here. Go. Tell him bye. Close day's door. I'm busy. What? My oh, mommy's calling you. She needs your help, Spider Man. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Bye, Spider Man. Close the door. Bye. That dude. All right. Uh, Rob Boudreaux, what day is his birthday? Mine is the 15th. His is uh, Saturday. His birthday is Saturday. Uh, uh, Curtis says, Christian Little is an absolute liability. I agree with that. I agree with that. Delton says, Little has no business seeing the weekend rotation for the rest of the season. I agree. Uh, I'm assuming... Zach said, Nasty Nate, Hurd, Gidry, and Cooper all look pretty good. Well, hell yeah. They had 10 in the third innings. They gave up two unearned runs. The problem with that and the reason it looked worse for them is because you did have those issues with Tommy White at third, Jones at first, and guys, Trey Moore. Like, listen, I get what you're saying about Morgan at first. Guys, he can't miss a pop fly. That I get that it was a tough play out and left. You got to catch that Mother Hubbard. Like, let, let's get real for a minute. 
Spectrum Well Care says herd is needed massively. Massively. Uh, Doug No says Jay said Floyd said that the fourth got in his head and it won't happen again. Hell yeah, got in his head. Which, by the way, Jay can't say this. Jay cannot say this. The SEC officiating, the umpires, who are you throwing out? It's not Jay Johnson's fault that you absolutely suck. I get that you're tightening the strike zone. I can hate it all the live long day. Can hate it as much as I want to. It's not going to change anything. You know what I absolutely hate? How are you going to call a balk on LSU and not on Auburn? How? The guy behind the plate Saturday absolutely sucked. Jay can't run out there and say that. I will be the mouthpiece for him, Pauls, but I will tell what you all know, what Auburn knows, what everybody knows, he freaking sucked. He sucked. He's got like angels in the... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. Uh, Delton sends $20 via Super Chat. It says, for Ben's birthday gift. Thank you so much, Delton. We're getting the... Uh, we will put that towards the Ben Spider-Man Jumpy House Fund. So thank you so much. Adrian Bailey, 1999, says, happy early birthday, Ben. Thank you, Adrian, so much. Thank you. That means a lot. Really, thank you all for sending those Super Chats. And I tell you guys this all the time, it does... I'm serious when I say this. It means a lot to me when y'all when y'all do that. Thank you, man. Thank y'all so much. That's le- that's legit. Uh, Dwayne says on Facebook, "You will miss these days when they grow up. Enjoy those off the cuff moments with your son. They are awesome. I know, I know. But he can't he can't bang on the door though. He can't come in here banging on the door. I'm with you. I'm with you. You're right." Chad says, these guys calling balls and strikes don't seem to be getting any better week to week. I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but the, look, you can't, you can't be in that situation. As much as the pitching has been criticized, I know why LSU has not been criticized about what they do at the plate. But, guys, you easily could have won this series if you take care of business when bases are loaded. You're a swing away. You're arguably a swing away from winning the series. Guys, you were down two runs in the ninth. And you had your worst offensive performance of the year. Your worst offensive performance of a weekend series of the year. Was what it was. Rick says all three missed an obvious balk. Oh, hell yeah, they did. Hell yeah, they did. And I'm not, you know, there's a lot going on in college baseball right now. I'm not going to get involved in that in reference to the gambling. I'm not I'm not saying these guys are cheating. I, I'm not going to go there because... Why would I? 
But yeah, uh, Delton and Adrian, again, just want to thank you guys so much for sending those super chats here. I really, really do appreciate it. Let's transition to football right quick before we get to Carter, the power Bryant. So Brian Kelly has somewhat made it well known that he's not done in the portal. Now, this past weekend, Trey Amos, who is the DB from the University of Lafayette at Louisiana, made an unofficial visit to LSU. Now, I know some of you may know who he is, or maybe you don't, but let me just give you a little refresher course of who he is. Obviously, like we mentioned, he's the DB from ULL, but he has a lot of people asking for his services for this upcoming season. He's got offers from Alabama, Michigan State, Georgia, you name them. He's Penn State. He's got them. Illinois was another team. But I think that LSU sits in a really good spot for him at the current moment. Now, the question that I would have is, what what else is Brian Kelly telling us without telling us? Who are they targeting out of the portal? Where have they gone so far? There's a lot of players that are already in the portal, but what are they going after? Arguably running back, arguably receiver, and especially DB. I'll talk to Carter more about this when he joins us. But I think Trey Amos would be a massive addition if you can wind up holding on to him and getting him to commit and come to LSU next year. Now, what a lot of people would say is, well, Blake, he won't start. We got in this discussion with uh, Keon Coleman. It's interesting you say that, though. Then why is everybody and their mama asking for him for him to go play for them next season? It would seem to me that a lot of teams and a lot of good defensive teams and a lot of really smart coaches, Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart, as an example. I don't know if Kirby, he's got an offer from Kirby, but uh, I thought he did. Regardless, go look at his offer sheet on his Twitter account. Penn State, who just had a first-round corner, they're going to have another one. A lot of people like this kid. Now, he's going to go on some other official visits. I think Illinois sits in a, in a couple other teams. But, man, BK is kind of trying to do it like the commercial. We said that a couple weeks ago. BK, have it your way. The depth that LSU is attempting to add, the the depth that he's attempting to add shows you where he thinks, the number one, in my opinion, where he thinks he's got a weakness, and number two, where really and truthfully, over the years, and not just LSU, you've had issues. Now, we got in the debate last weekend, or last week, I should say, about a week ago on the show about Coleman. If you think Coleman can't come here and play, you're crazy. You're crazy. Keon Coleman had more catches and yards and touchdowns against first-round corners last year than some of you guys that you think are going to be high-production guys this year have in their career. So just going to throw that out there. But Logan Diggs and Trey Amos seem to be the two that LSU is going in on, and you've had some issues at corner this past spring. And Logan Diggs would be an addition, a veteran addition to a running back room that was really thin. Now, you'll get Josh Williams back. You'll get probably Armani Goodwin back. You'll get other guys back. 
But looks like you might not get John Emery if you're going to go out there and add a running back. Now, I hope John returns, but what is BK trying to tell me without trying to tell me? That's what I think. Logan Diggs comes in with more production that we've seen from running backs at LSU in quite some time. Maybe Terry, uh, Ty Davis-Price had the 1,000-yard season. Well, so did Logan Diggs. Now, you know and I know and everybody in the SEC knows and the aliens that live on Mars know Frank Wilson's going to rotate backs in and out, in and out, in and out. It's what he loves to do. It's how, he's do, how he does things. Logan Diggs would be a big addition. But Brian Kelly does not target those position groups unless he thinks he need, has needs. All right. Let's go to Carter the Power Bryant. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. We return very soon. So it's more football. Let's talk with Carter next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. I feel like you're sitting up so much higher than I am. I've noticed that. No, I, I'm, I'm just sitting. You're just slouching, chilling. I, I'm going to do the whole segment just chilling, just like this, baby, enjoying yeah. life. It, well, so my dad used to have a town car, and he leans that thing all the way back. <laughs> my dad had a Lincoln town car. He's... <laughs> I ain't out yonder on the Chattahoochee. All right, Carter the Power Bryant joins us. Carter, you made an interesting hot take today that you don't normally do. Ooh, let's go. You think LSU's a Trey Amos away from being a national title contender? Blake, I did not think he was going to be as good as I thought. So... For me, I, I try and be as thorough as I can, watch as many games as I possibly can. And he looked really good. I mean, very, very, very good. I talked to you this weekend uh, about him. And this weekend was like the first time I just went through as many games as I possibly uh, could. And and what was very interesting was his very last game. So uh, for people that don't know, when you play at a school like UL, right, you, the first thing that comes to just anybody's mind is level of competition, right? It, it's not the SEC. It's not the Sun Belt. But in Trey Amos's last game, he played against a wide receiver that the Texans traded up to draft in the third round, who was voted by many the best wide receiver at the Senior Bowl. So, and, and his name was Tank Dell. And the quarterback was Clayton Toon who I think could be a low-key, really good backup quarterback in the NFL. He was also drafted. So what everyone could do right now is ask yourself this question, how many quarterback-wide receiver combos next year will be drafted in the next NFL draft? And I could only think of really Florida State and maybe a few others. 
Um, so this guy's played against really good players. He also played against Florida State last year. UL played Florida State. Right. Um, and he had a solid performance. But the Tank Dell game was really good. There was one time where he was beat horrendously at the goal line, but I did a whole film study on the entire game. You can go to Power Hour LSU and watch it. But if you're not a film study person, I know some of you aren't. It was really good. Just take my word for it. It was very good. It was a combination of things. It wasn't just um, press man. It wasn't just, you know, intermediate stuff. It was deep stuff. It was past deflections. It was all of it. And that really sold me. I think he could really play. And I think that's why, you know, so many people offered him so quickly is because this last game was just so good versus a guy that a lot of people in NFL circles love and an NFL quarterback. So, yeah, I really like him. And if he were to get picked up by LSU, um, he would not only start, he would just play a lot. So I, I am all in. I think he's a very solid player. What's interesting, Carter, is everybody's offering him, right? I yeah, mean, he's got are. more offers. Than he, I, I, now, listen, I don't know if it's because he's out there and he's just posting where he's got offers from. But I really don't remember a guy in the portal that's had this many offers. Do you? No. And I think part of it is because of that. Because let's just say you're a college football staffer and somebody's name gets put in the portal. Or if you were just to go out there and see, are there any corners in the non-Power 5 level that are, that are, that are good? Well, one of the first ones you would look for is that player going up against NFL-level talent. And I'm telling you, like, the game was really good. And it wasn't just that game. It was a lot more than just that. And he played better towards the end of the season than he did at the beginning. So, yeah, it is unusual, Blake, to see that many um, offers fly in, especially from, you know, Saban as well, who is a tougher defensive back critic than anybody. Um, it really is impressive. It really is. So, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's Patrick Peterson. Nobody is. But he's very solid. And – if anyone watched the spring game this past week or the, a few weeks ago, yeah, you don't want to take too much away from a spring game, but you do also see that the secondary is relatively thin. Now, what I will also say, Blake, is I I have become a little bit more of a Zy Alexander believer, you know, digging through and looking at more uh, Southeastern tape. So that's obviously a really good thing. And we'll see what Deuce Chestnut can do when he comes in. And look, you and I both have a lot of viewers in the 337. Shout out to LaTerrence Welsh. He has done a lot to make some people believe this offseason as well. But we'll see how it all develops, and hopefully it works out for LSU. LaTerrence is going to show it more consistently, right? Okay. I, 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 well, I mean, you can't just show it in the spring game. you got to show it in some practices too. You know, like Malik, yeah. I mean, you look, I love Chris Hilton more than anybody, and if you can keep up with him stride for stride, that's saying something. But I also was at a practice where he got a three-piece and a soda by Malik Neighbors, too. So right. I just think that he's got to be more consistent. So Agreed. let me ask you this. LSU has offered Keon Coleman, Logan Diggs, Trey Amos, all guys from Louisiana. I get what BK's doing here. Do you also think that's a little bit of what he thinks their needs are? I do. Obviously, I don't. I, I saw a few commenters say, well, we don't need Keon Coleman. No one needs anybody, but Keon Coleman can really play. Um, I, I just – it's going to be very hard, though, because it's not uh, the easiest landing spot as it would be for Logan Diggs, where there is a little 
bit more light at the end of the tunnel for how they would use them, right? Especially with the uncertainty as you were bringing up about the running back room. But yeah, you know, I, 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 I agree with you, Blake. I, I watched a lot of Keon Coleman recently, heard different things about how LSU actually stands. I spoke to somebody um, in the know of Florida State. That would obviously not be good for us if he were to go to um, an NFL quarterback. And obviously they have Johnny Wilson putting him on the other side. That would make them one of the biggest wide receiver duos right. you would ever see. That would be a brutal matchup because, look – it's an I, inexperienced DB room. Right. And look, we can make all different excuses about why LSU lost to Florida State. It wasn't BK's best game. The offensive line wasn't set. Perk wasn't playing. Third down defense, special teams, and all of that. But go back and actually watch every throw that Jordan Travis made in that game. He was dominant. Like, right. I mean, that was just pure mastery of the quarterback position, how he was able to layer so many different throws where, you know, if he's got better receivers, he would have even had a better day than what he had. And Keon Coleman would immediately make that room a lot better. I know he's there. There's some Ole Miss smoke. There's Ole Miss smoke with every skill guy in the portal because of lane, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not scared of Florida state. I don't want anyone to think that, but that is not a spot. I want to see Keon Coleman landing. I'd rather him go to Ole Miss. Me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. go to Ole Miss. Shit. I yeah. mean, I, I don't I don't want him at Florida State. They've gotten, you know, I, you can still beat Ole Miss, you know, right. with Keon Coleman. Uh, and I think that they get him the ball a lot more. I think it's a better fit for him than, than Florida State, yeah. who likes to run the ball. And, and they just lost uh, Chris Marshall, the five-star who was supposed to be there. Yeah, next, what's so. up with that? That kid just can't get it together. And he can play. He can really play, but uh, it's it's whatever. Can he? They're throwing it away. Yeah, they're just throwing they you just throw it away. The it's just throw it away. But um but yeah, you know, going back to what you said a minute ago by um about Welch, I I, I still uh, to Malik neighbor's side of things, I still think Malik's gonna have a great season. It's going to come it's going it's going to come down to if the other guys around him step up because I'm telling you right now, Blake, this is just what teams are going to do. They are really going to force Jaden to throw to somebody else other than the Malik neighbors. next that, year. And, and listen, that's my point, right? That, that, that yeah. was my point a week ago on the show. And everybody told me I was crazy. Look, Carter, I got, I got eaten alive behind what I told you on the show a week ago. Then all of a sudden everybody else comes out with this Coleman thing. And I'm like, well, you thank you for telling me you don't watch football because, listen, he had more – listen to this. There are receivers that we really need to start and, pa- and have high production this year, okay, that Keon Coleman has more catches, yards, and touchdowns against first-round this year DBs than yeah. what these guys have in their careers combined. Like, buddy, let me tell you this. Kyron Lacey, Brian Thomas Jr., and Aaron Anderson. What do they not have more than Keon Coleman on? It's that production. Now, here's the flip side of that. Can BTJ, can Aaron Anderson, can Kyron Lacey, can Kyle Parker, Landon Ibietta, can they do it? You're damn right they can. They, They can do it. All I'm saying is... 
is that you adding him, like, does it, what does it hurt you? Nobody can go in the portal. Yeah. And look, Keon Coleman has catch radius, right? He, he can. And I don't feel good about him. Really? Like coming here. I think he's been, I, I don't, yeah, I just, I don't just once again, I'm, I'm not an insider. I'm definitely not as plugged in as you are, Blake. But I, it's gonna take a, it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot. I feel a lot better about Logan Diggs and Trey Amos. Uh, but man, he Coleman can really play. He can really play. Now, LSU still has enough to make a college football playoff run next year. Uh, if they weren't to land any of those guys, uh, but it goes to what a few very smart people in the chat have pointed out comes down to depth it comes down to numbers right and i think one thing that is very important to keep in mind blake is there are still you know when you look at scholarship totals lsu's number is in the high 70s right now there's still a lot of those 78 77 78 whatever the final number is um there's a lot of those guys and and this is going to come off it's just bad but it's not there's just guys that aren't SEC level players that are still on scholarship that are there, right? All three of these guys can play in the SEC. They just can. They they have enough production. They have enough talent. And you know, college football is a numbers game. It really is. And you know, and I don't think any one of these three guys are like all American level good. But they're they all three of them have all conference game changing type of potential. And adding those guys that are experienced and uh, Logan Diggs is two years of experience. Trey Amos has started Blake three years and has drawn some really tough matchups. Don't go and just say, well, it's the Sun Belt. Well, Makai Gardner was really good for LSU last year. And then obviously Keon Coleman is a really solid player. He also had some good blocking uh, reps. And I highly recommend everyone go watch the Washington game in particular for Keon Coleman it was a masterful wide receiver game. So, um, obviously, I feel better about the other two than I do Coleman at this point. I'm gonna I want to ask you a non football related question. Let's do it let's at do the it. end. At the end, so I got one more for you, yeah, uh, football go. related. Peyton Wagner to Auburn. Thoughts? I mean Peyton Horn. Peyton. Thorne. I mean, what I say, Wagner. I yeah, went I to school with a guy named Peyton Wagner. <laughs> Peyton Thorne, uh, excuse me, goes yeah. to Auburn. We just got done talking about him on our other show. Thoughts okay. on thoughts on him going to Auburn? Yeah, I still think Robbie Asher is going to start. I do. I think uh, Auburn. You I really think, think that Peyton Thorne would come in there and not start? Not I, being I, given assurances? I'm sure they told him he would start. I think by the end of next year, though, Robbie Asher is going to be the guy. I, I could see that. I, I just, I just, I, I, and I, it just happened to be that I was watching a decent amount of Thorne because I started watching some Coleman. I think he's good. I really do. But I think, I, I, I think Robbie's going to give him just a little bit more dual threat ability. Um, I will say if people think Jaden is just a runner and not a thrower, go watch Robbie Ashford. His throwing clips can be very horrendous and he's got a cannon. Uh, that, that, but, so listen, yeah, that's right. where I go with Jaden. That Robbie Ashford is who everybody thinks Jaden is. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah. calm down. 
calm down, Buttercup. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I think Robbie played through a lot of injury last year. We banged him up really good. I mean, we got after him after a tough start uh, to that game. And remember, TJ was just out of the picture, and Calzada was just out of the picture. So I think Robbie played through some injury last year. His best game was the Alabama game towards the end of the season. So, yeah, the bottom line, though, Blake, is Auburn, I just think, look, I would never hang out with you, Freeze. He's just not my cup of tea uh, for a variety of different reasons. Morals aside, he can coach. He can really coach. Ain't nothing wrong with going to the strip club. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with paying a woman to – as Little Wayne would say, you like a lollipop. Nothing wrong with that, but there, there's other things. But the bottom line is he could coach football, right? But that's not lollipop. That that's the that's no, 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 no. You like a lollipop. All right, last one for you. Let's do it. Kim Mulkey. Oh, I thought we were going to do a baseball question. I was like, no. I'm not asking that. you baseball. Matt Trent's coming on in two minutes. Okay, good. Yeah. I love baseball, by the way. I watched Let's game not go two. down that. Look, look. I watched game two. And I was just you, like you. You want a lollipop for actually watching the LSU baseball game? I watched a good bit of it. All right. Kim Mulkey, go. Yes. We got two. We got a minute, 45 seconds. Go. We're going to run it back. There's, there's nothing more. I, you I know, that. dude, that I got people out here telling me, asking me why I think that LSU isn't on paper the number one team in the country. How can you say that, Blake? How? Who, wait, who said that? Dude, who, I, who, I clipped this and put it on my YouTube channel today. People freaking well, out. How can you? You must have not ever talked to Pat Summit. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. I have. Okay, you spoke well, to Pat? Yeah, apparently. I mean, I guess she rose from the dead. Hashtag Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, Anissa Morrow, though, I mean, Carter, their starting five is going to be ridiculous. And you know what? We talk about Van Lith. We talk about Flaugé. We talk about Reese. Nobody's really talking about Michaela Williams in this way. Not yet. Hey, I'm a Michaela Williams stan. Uh, did an interview with her. If you want to watch it, go to my channel. She is... One of the smartest high school students I think I've ever met. Uh, or or the high school students that we were around were just dumb. Yeah, I think it's some of that too. But her and her dad, I mean, I've had some of, I've had some fun conversations, and you have too, Blake. But they were just so, they were interesting. Like, it was so cool. And I can't wait for people to see how nuanced Michaela Williams' game actually will be. And the Best thing is she doesn't have to come in and score right away. You got plenty of other players that can put the ball in the basket. So, obviously, uh, everybody's getting NIL deals. Flaugé dropped the new rhyme today. Dist Iowa? Dist Iowa in the rhyme? Well, they had- des- well, they deserve it because they placing bets on things they shouldn't be placing bets on. I thought that was Iowa State. Was it both of them. Was Iowa's both got them? 26 people that got popped. Both of them? I thought Both it was just them. I thought it was in nope. uh I thought it was just the cyclones. Nope. I thought I, oh my god. That is just absolutely crazy, man. Oh man. I'll see you, buddy. Cheers. That's called the power, Brian. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bud.
Let's go to our good, good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Matt Trent next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Tell him. Ben! Tell him. What's up? Why do you get shy when you see him in public and you see him on here, but you don't get shy when you FaceTime him and tell him that daddy's being mean to you? <laughs> ben, so, what hey, you Mr. got? <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, close the door. Matt Trent, WBRZ, is our guest. Buddy, panic mode. Panic mode. LSU stinks. LSU stinks. Panic mode. Yeah, they suck. They're terrible. They can't hit a baseball. Season's done. Go ahead and pack it in. Don't even go to Hoover. No need to even go to Hoover. You're not going to be a national seed. Not going to host a regional. Just pack it in, boys. They no. suck. There's no chance in blue hell they that suck. they can make it to Omaha. No way. Look, look the, the last year, you know, is Jaden Daniels holds the ball too long. LSU baseball sucks. Kim Mulkey sucks. Angel Reese is too arrogant. Flage needs to focus on basketball and not rapping. My, I mean – and all those things have been so, so wrongfully inaccurate. <laughs> so wrongfully inaccurate. I always wonder when I log on to Twitter, how stupid are we going to be today? Like, how, what's our range of stupidness when we log on to social media? Because I know that some people, like, have a brain, because obviously every human does. I just want to know... At what level is it functioning? Not at a high one. Not at a high one. Matt, they lost the I I love I love LSU fans because after a weekend like this, I saw fire Jay Johnson tweets. I did too. How stupid. How stupid. And I just like, look, was this weekend great? No. Were there a lot of things that you should be quote unquote worried about. Sure. Are there things that might come back and bite them in the butt? Maybe in Hoover, in a regional, super regional Omaha? Sure. Am I ready to go? Nope, done. They suck. Let's pack it up. 2024, here we come. Not, not even. A nuclear warhead would have to hit Louisiana and wipe out the entire state. And even then, if Jay Johnson is still there, I will still be like, yeah, I think we got a shot. 
It would be a cockroach and Jay Johnson that got left, and they could still win a national title. I'm taking the cockroach and Jay Johnson over any fully staffed Division One team in America right now. And ULL would probably still be dusting their crawfish. Who knows? Uh, your thoughts on this weekend? Yeah, I thought it was bad. I mean, there's there's really no other way to put it. Uh, Friday, Paul Skeens was Paul Skeens. Duh. I thought one thing for Paul is I really like that he just put dudes away using that slider. Instead, you know, sometimes he gets a little fine and starts to nitpick a little bit instead of going one, two, three, see ya. Uh, so it was really good that he went literally right at guys with a slider with two strikes and punch some guys out. I mean, 15, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. When we're talking about, when we're talking about a career day for Paul Skeens, that's when, you know, it's on another level than anybody else. Cause he's had about 10 of those already this season. So um, that was good Saturday. Like, look, man, I mean, I'm I, the verdict for me is still out on Ty Floyd as a number two. I know against Arkansas, everybody was really thrilled that he struggled and then he really came back and pitched well. And I know Jay has said since then that, hey, he's still undefeated, has not lost a game for us just yet. And that's great. And I agree with Jay. That's what you need in a weekend starter in the SEC. I'm not sold yet. Matt, I'm I'm having to really interrupt you. Can you stay for like two minutes? Zach, hit. Uh, Carol Foss and Drake Williams. I'm having some audio issues uh, or some hearing you issues. Play those two commercials, Matt, if you don't mind. Can you give us like a minute yeah. and a half? All right. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 19... All right, now I can hear you, Matt. I'm sorry about that. Can You can continue. I'm sorry, buddy. You just want me to start my entire rant over again? I'm sorry. I just couldn't hear you. I just saw your mouth. It. I, uh, last thing I heard was Ty Floyd not sold. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not saying that he doesn't need to be in the weekend rotation. I'm not saying that he doesn't need to be a starter. I'm just not sold on him as the second viable option besides Paul Skeens. Do you think that 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 stuff that happened in the fourth inning with all that craziness affecting him that much? Um, I didn't until today when Jay Johnson said it did. Matt, he went 21 straight minutes and could not warm up. They went back. If you remember, they went back to him pitching after a 21-minute delay. 
mm-hmm. Matt, 21 minutes, he was throwing it to tanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. look, he look, he's got some stuff, but it's just so inconsistent sometimes. Well, it's it also it it also happens in games like we talk about. It it takes a while to get there. Like I talked about Arkansas, you know, you come out and you have that rough first, I think it was like a first and second inning, and then you cruise, then you're dominant. And then like on Saturday, it's really, really good. And then it tapers off. Like that's the thing that worries me is that we get two different Ty Floyds when he goes out onto the mound. One dude that shoves and one dude that is just all over the place. And Christian Little is in that same boat. Dude, when you do not record an out, do not record an out. I know that Christian Little's issues have been getting to the fifth inning, but when you don't record an out, that cannot happen. <laughs> like, well, it Matt- can't happen. But here's the thing, too. Here's the thing that I think we're overlooking, and, and I'll give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt to Christian Little. The reason why Christian Little – um, and Ty Floyd's issues are what they are, and because they're so magnified, is because everyone after them, starter-wise, is bad too. Here's here's an interesting thing. Here's an interesting thing, though, for this weekend. I agree with you, Dutton, Collins, uh, and Herring. Little horrific. Just look, call it what it is. Matt, the other dudes, threw 10 in the third inning, two earned runs, and quite honestly, were shut out. They had an ERA of 1.74 when those dudes came into the game, right? As an example, it's when the wheels are falling off, like Jay said today, guys, I got 12 more outs. What you want me? I got to go Dutton, Collins, and Matt, the wheels completely fell off. So my question to you in saying that, do you just got to do like you did last year and ride those arms as much as you have to? Because, look, I, I like Collins, I like Dutton, but Matt, their ERA is 17.86 when they come in. Mm-hmm. Seven, mm-hmm. Gidry, the, the rotation of Gidry, Ackenhausen, uh, excuse me, Gidry, Ackenhausen, Cooper, and Hurd, over the last three weeks – they have an ERA of 1.52. So, as a as a former collegiate pitcher, are you just going to have to ride those guys and maybe just tell Dutton and Collins like if maybe if you're up a lot or I mean, how do you how do you maneuver that? I think number 1 when you're talking about Ty Floyd and other guys out of the pen, it, it's not about whether guys come in the pen and allow runs, that's college baseball. You're going to allow a run. I mean, we just think that everybody's supposed to be Paul Skeens and go out there and just shut everybody down. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, is you can't let one run turn into two, turn into three, turn into four. Like, you have to know how to compartmentalize an outing, even with hitter to hitter within an inning in itself of your outing because the guys that are really good are the ones that know, okay, momentum starting to build here, starting to snowball. They've already got one. Let's cut it off at one. 
throw up a zero after that, throw up a zero after that. That's, you know, it's kind of like golf when if you can just minimize the double birdies and the bogeys, you start to get a little, you start to get more pars on your scorecard. Mm -hmm. Then you mix in a birdie, then your score looks a little bit better than it did with four triples at the end of your round. In terms of what they do from here on out, I do. I mean, look, you have to. You have to ride because this is all you got. You, if 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 Garrett Edwards were healthy, and Chase Shores were healthy, then maybe you can do some mixing and matching and some plugging and pulling. You don't have that luxury anymore. Thatcher Hurd is doing great for the moment. Don't know if we can put him back into right. the starting rotation and get the same production. And you know, Grant Taylor, Matt didn't even pitch an uh, an an inning this year. I mean, yeah. you got three arms you had to rely on that aren't there. And so I really think, and I've texted you this weeks ago, would not shock me if Gavin Gidry started on the weekend to close out. Yeah, you season. said it two weeks ago. I It would not shock me because after Matt, who else did, can they go to? Well, after what he did at Southeastern, and I understand the level of competition thoroughly. I understand. But Jay said it that they were really looking at how he bounced back, extending him, and how conditioned his arm was to starting. Because people always laugh when I say this. Like, there's a huge difference between pitching and throwing muscles. Okay. I can go out there and throw all day and not get tired. But when I'm pitching, it's a lot different. So you have to get your pitching muscles condition your arm condition to go out there and do that he is starting to be extended jay brought him in um twice right i think he did he pitch on saturday Great pitch on pitch saturday, saturday pitch on saturday and sunday yeah. that's right so it's like okay if you can do that your arm's getting in good shape your arm's already and the velo was there and everything was sharp and the arm looked good he He's going to be a guy where it's like, okay, if you can do it, do it. If you can come in and relieve, do it. Because we're kind of, like I've said, they're one or two outs away from, I mean, injuries away from really blowing this thing. I'm talking about the pitchers. Because I'm not going to be the guy that's going to go out here and say, this isn't sustainable. But at some point, because this is, like this level of play, like they can do this and they have done it. But also like, what I was really concerned about is LSU offensively has won a lot of games in a lot of different ways. They've slugged their way through it. Mm -hmm. They've gone station to station. They have gone where they haven't hit the ball out of the ballpark, and they've just scored a lot of different ways. They didn't do that on Sunday. And I was surprised that Jay didn't try and mix in some stuff, but I guess when you're down 10-2 – it's just kind of like, all right, screw it. Let's just get to Tuesday, and then we'll get to Mississippi State next weekend. But that's what I was really surprised, that Jay didn't at least kind of tinker with some stuff, maybe lay down a bunt, try and hit, hit and run or something, to at least say, yeah, we're, we're out of it, but we're just going to try and see if this is a viable option offensively. I agree with that. Um, you've said a couple more, and then I'll get you out of here. I know you – you know, I know you gotta go. I'm good. Um, I know you said that you're hovering over the button, and for those who don't know, you said that you were hovering over the button. You know, the to in reference to the staff and some of the things that you saw going on. Where are you at right now? 
still like I, I mean I'm not I'm not meltdown mode whatsoever like I I think every good team and you look at Tennessee last year every good team is allowed a weekend like this I hate to use the golf um metaphor again but every golfer is allowed one blow up hole it right. sucks or two Matt or two <laughs> yeah I have three four and five you know but what I'm saying is is everybody's allotted a free pass of sorts, a gimme, okay? Maybe that was their gimme this weekend. They're definitely going to go out and play well this weekend against Mississippi State, which is, like, bad. They are a bad team. But okay? here's the thing, though, Matt. Here's the thing about State. I, I'm i with you. They're bad. Here comes another team that can really hit. I, I'm te- Matt, you know how they're losing games? 11-7. to 12-8. You know, like, okay, you lost. You suck. Your pitching sucks. I'm with you. You're going to face probably the best hitting team in the country. Once you get past schemes, you're not the greatest either now. Yeah, and I'm not that person that is going to say, oh, when Paul Skeens pitches, LSU is just another team because that's just just not true. No, at the plate, Matt, they were the exact same team all weekend. Yeah, that that's just not that's just not true. But, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not. I, I if we have this weekend against Georgia in two weeks, a team that everybody kind of left dead to rights, you know, a couple month a month or so ago, and, and now has really turned it on. Especially having that weekend going into Hoover, where it's like, you know, you're just it's one shot against one team, and then whatever however you do, then you move on, or then you have to go, you know, whatever. Then I'll be concerned, but they're going to play well against Mississippi State, barring some miraculous, you know, Mississippi State has Michael's secret stuff from uh, Space Jam. <laughs> you know, you know they, they drink that before right. coming into the box. And then, you know, then after that, then if we have this weekend against Georgia, then I will be concerned. Even then? Even if but they, it, but even, but even then, like, I don't, here's the thing. I am definitely that person that is like, this weekend was probably the best thing that could have happened to LSU. I agree. I agree. Because if I, and I haven't gone back and I, I always use Tennessee because last year's Tennessee team was one of the most miraculous failures, I think in college baseball, maybe in the last decade. Um, I don't remember Tennessee having a weekend like this last year. They had they just got thumped. They did they did last weekend. They lost one series. They lost uh two to one, but they were twenty five and five in the SEC. Yeah. But I don't remember them getting just like outplayed like that run ruled. They got run ruled, I thought, by I thought they got run ruled on a Sunday. Last year? Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, I haven't I haven't looked at it, but just me going off of my collective memory and what I remember. Um, I, they're good, and again, unless something wild happens, they're going to be a national seed. They're going to host a regional. If everything goes according to plan, going to host a super. Still, very. Do I think this team can make it to Omaha with the staff that they have? Yes. Some things have to drastically change. Yes. Well, do I still think they have enough? It's yes. all about seeding at that point, too. You know, of course. You know, of course. I mean, 
And so, because, look, man, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you might face him for a second straight year. I mean, Southern Miss gets the number two seed and comes in this regional. Hey, man, they got some dudes that can throw, right? And so, we'll see. All right, last one, and we'll get you out of here. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. I don't – I really – I can go as long as you want. We can't because we got the – we can't, not on Mondays. Anyway, all right, last one for you. LSU had some issues in the field. Tommy Tanks had a couple errors. John Jones had a couple errors. Thoughts? Okay, I guess that kind of says it all. What's their what's what what's their rank in fielding percentage in the NCAA? I think seventh. All right. Thank you so much, buddy. Kill it tonight. Kill it. Okay. Matt Trent W. Bar, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. All right, it's Matt Trent from WBRZ. Guys, we're going to call it a night. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.